No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals. We're talking prices up to 60% off. Woo! Shabam! As some of you know, my barber, Jason, he bounced to California during the fall. I was devastated. <laughs> devastated. You hate to lose a good barber. Jason was good conversation, reasonably priced, right by my apartment, and the dude could cut some hair. But it's all good. We've remained friends. In fact, he texted me over the weekend thanking No Dunks for the $20 Hawks Clippers tickets he scored thanks to the Game Time app. He got into that arena at the lowest price possible. And the best part, he got a free LA Clippers hat out of the deal. Incredible. Interesting. Very, very nice. Yeah. Weird for a barber, maybe. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Jason used the GameTime app because it's simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Be a Jason. Be a barber. I'm an expert in farting. I know when it's a fart. And this was a fart. It was a fart. <laughs> And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm, Lily. And last, certainly not least, making the magic happen live from beautiful Bowmanville, Ontario, Canada. JD. How's it going, eh? Hey, what's up, hey guys? Happy Tuesday to everyone. Thanks for downloading and listening to No Dunks. Follow us on social media. Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach tomorrow, Wednesday. So get your questions and comments in right now. You got a few hours left to get them in. Maybe try and make the cut. So email us, no dunks at theathletic.com. All right, we got tons, tons to get to here on this Tuesday episode of No Dunks. We're starting with a little fill-in-the-blank fun, all right? Luka Doncic made a little history last night. Became the second youngest player ever to record a 40-point triple-double. The donk! Finished with a career-high 42 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists in the Mavs. 117-110 win over their interstate rival Spurs. Guys, fill-in-the-blank. This is a good one. Luka is already a top blank player. (laughs) I love it. We're going for it already. Where do you put Luka Doncic right now? If we're counting Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry, he's top nine for me. But if we're taking them out, he's top seven, which is ridiculous. Wow. You've got to include them. Just because they are injured, you still have to include them because we know they're going to come back and be stars. Yeah. But it, it, it's, I'm trying to list as well guys who are better than Doncic right now. There's LeBron, there's Harden, there's Giannis. Is Damian Lillard better? Probably. He's really smashing down that door, though, Doncic, um, to, to already lay claim to being a top Five player in the league. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. So you're fine with a top ten, or yes. like like Tass saying? Yes, um, because he's delivering incredible performances. So he's better uh, to you than Jimmy Butler. He's better. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Than you. say it, say it. If you're saying top ten, <laughs> no, I if you're saying top ten, then yeah. you're taking him probably above Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, Jokic. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I got Giannis Ooh, Harden. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. When you're getting into the nitty gritty, Giannis Harden, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry. Those are those are top five ish. AD is in there for me. That's six. 
And so now he's top seven. But Paul, I think I'd take Paul George right. and Damian Lillard. And then, and then it, to me, there's the cutoff. <laughs> I would take him over Nikola Jokic right now. What do you think, I Trey? Know, I don't know. <laughs> to me, uh, I mean, when I'm hearing you list them out, I'm like, whoa, Tessie, he's making some good points. I just think uh, top 10 is more of a mindset. Like, I think he's one of the 10 best players, but there might actually be 12 players I would take over him because I'm like, yeah. Jimmy Butler has been doing what Doncic did, not quite at the highlight level he's been at for these two weeks, but he's been doing it for an entire career. He also is playing defense. The Heat are also playing great. Jimmy Butler is really good. If you put Jimmy Butler on your team, you're probably going to get close to 50 wins, but it seems... If you put Doncic on your team, you're getting close too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. give him a top ten, a yeah. simple top ten. That's <laughs> but, I, but, but like, are you going to take Embiid over Doncic? No way. I but, don't think so. Yeah, if you're putting him top ten, then you're not. And to me, yeah, everybody has their own sort of individual issues. Joel Embiid, I'm worried about big time in terms of his injuries, and we'll talk about that. I've, I'm already planning on that in terms of our one month in show. We're going to look back at the first month of the season a little bit later this week. Joel Embiid, I'm worried about big time. Carl Anthony Towns, you're essentially taking Doncic over if you put him in the top ten. Okay, oh, that one I'm fine so, with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's so it's it's only early into his second season, and he's only 20, and it's like like you're pointing out there, Trey. You want to sort of see a few more years of this yet because it sort of feels a little premature to just say, all right, you're immediately better than these guys who have been doing it for five, six years and we were all stars and all NBA players. But again... Like it would be nice to see him play a playoff game. Yeah, for okay, sure. Fine, for sure. Fine. Yeah, just, just to prove it. But I believe that this will translate into the postseason. And yeah, Jimmy Butler's had some, some postseason success. But I think Luka Doncic's game is going to translate very well to the playoffs. Why the heck wouldn't it? <laughs> According to uh, Ghostface Ziller there this morning with SB Nation, Luka is the only player in the NBA in the top 11 in points per game, where he's fourth. He's nearly averaging 30 per game. Rebounds per game, he's 11th, 10.7. And assists per game, he's second overall, uh, second only to LeBron with 9.3. MVP tracker on Basketball Reference has Luka right now, with the Mavs being 8-5, and five, um, fourth the fourth highest chance uh, to win MVP. And, they, you know, that's uh, based off of, um, you know, the model they've built on previous voting results in MVP. It's LeBron, Harden, Giannis, and then Luka at fourth right Yeah, now. but I saw your tweet earlier this week. A great tweet, let me say. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Bam Adebayo <laughs> is on the MVP tracker. So you see Bam Adebayo, you're like... Methodology is a little off. Well, here. Jimmy Butler sixth, Bam ninth right now. Clint Capella has cracked the See? top ten. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't boards. it? Boards. It's all about the boards that's to a, get on that, that board. That's right. But I mean, it's not just the forty point triple double. It is. It is how he's doing it. I mean, that step back three, that's cold blooded. With what about twenty six seconds to go? Something like that. Less than thirty seconds to go last night to ice the game. They were up two. Um, but he he is uh, he's got the hard and step back three. He's got it in his bag. It's a, uh, it's something to watch yeah. for a twenty-year-old. Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, the thing is, Rick Carlisle's pretty disciplined in keeping him out of that fourth quarter until about six minutes to go. Like he doesn't sort of think, well, he's only twenty. Let's just get him out here mm-hmm. and try to secure this win. Like he gets him out there because he's he's trying to make sure that he, you know, that's when he's used and he doesn't get overtired. But the 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 um, the way that he plays, the uh, how calm he is out there on the court. He's got really mature um, ball handling and decision-making skills for a 20-year-old. Yeah. I think that's what stands out to me. And this is, I mean, we should say he's been a professional for a lot of years in Europe, so he has gone against, you know, grown men in big games. Yeah. 
but he certainly looks like he's someone who you would think is you know a 25, 26 year old guy in his six or seven season I already. S- I said that to Trey driving in today. It's like one thing we're always joking about Jason Tatum. He's only twenty one year old. You know, it comes up you know time and time again. And you're seeing, of course, today because he becomes the second youngest player to do this forty point triple double. You know, next to LeBron. That yeah, Luke is twenty. Luke is twenty. I joked on Woe Boy today. I put it on the Woe Boy rundown. I put he's twenty as one of the stats, but. It is mind-boggling. I forget that he's 20. I really do, because I think what you're saying, Lee, he feels, he just has the way he plays. Seems like a guy is sort of entering his prime in the NBA, mm. not not a guy that's only in his second season. He's got the savvy, and like we were talking on the way in, man, he got a chance <laughs> Why don't to you guys rest. film this. What, yeah. happened, what happened to the. We the lost cruise? the cruise. We can no longer do views from the cruise. Yeah, we're switching cars too much. You know, a couple of days ago, we drove in in the Highlander. Today, it was the Volkswagen. We don't have that many <laughs> tripods to us. That's the problem. Uh, but. It, Luca also got to just work on being an NBA player this year. It's like every other year of his professional career, which is already five seasons deep, he's had a lot of games, and he's been going from cup to cup and playing for the national team and playing for Barcelona. Now he just gets to work on his game and get ready to play against the NBA. Also, his season finished in April, so he had a longer summer than usual. You can tell it paid off. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw an article on Bleacher Report today, the, the headline, the, the title of the, the article, Can Luca Sustain This Historic Start to His Sophomore Season? And within that article, they did point out that his efficiency fell off a cliff last year. I mean, Luca didn't start as strong as he is this year in terms of the numbers, but he started great, remember, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And then it did sort of plummet as the year went on. He, he was he, fat, though. He, he shot under 42% <laughs> in the second half, 28% from three, 69% nice from the line. You know, it's fair, because the guy is not sure. used to playing. But he's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, he's not used to playing, obviously, a, an 82-game season in, in Europe. He it's, looks like he's more in shape, though, this year. Yeah. He, he looks more cut. Yeah. And he should be more ready, right? He should, yeah, you'd imagine so. It's hard to really prognosticate how he's going to play in games 50 through 80. But I imagine he's, yeah, just simply just because he's his second year and he understands what's going on, he'll be a lot better. He plays at his own pace, you know, like James Harden, and that's why watching him he's like, well, this dude's a vet, and it, it looks yeah. it looks like he's he can you, you can't speed him up, and he's going to get to his spots. And he's a really really talented guy, and he's just fun to watch. And he's also you know six seven ish. He's not he's not tiny. He's not. Oh. That's why you compare him. You know the way he plays a little bit. Um, you know, ground bound. He's like, he's like James Harden to some degree. He's kind of you got a Damian Lillard vibe to him, but he's half a foot taller. Jimmy Butler's not a bad comparison either. The way he's a big, strong wing who can hit the glass and create, get his own shot. But the thing is that Butler has worked himself to become a pretty decent shooter. Whereas Luca, you can tell he's just a good shooter. Yeah, like that shot looks so soft coming off his hands. Yeah. The arc is parabolic. Looks like it's never going to touch the rim. It does sometimes, <laughs> but it is soft. It looks like it just curling out of his hand his his wrist is so smooth do you, yeah, do you think uh the Suns and the kings and to some extent the hawks because they traded him you know deserve to be absolutely raked for not taking luca well, they're, uh, rake, they're raking themselves i'm yeah, sure to yeah, some degree. yeah i mean it's always a gamble of course with the draft but luca they had that chance and 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 i remember talking with the Suns. it was like don't overthink it ayton's going to be a good player you're going to get a star player you may as well take him because if you if you get a chance and you can't take Luca and he flames out, people will say, "See these Europeans, it's, man! It's a safer bet." Exactly, you're saying, yeah. taking the yeah. the giant center that played well. Yeah, Aiton. yeah. But uh, David Blatt tried to tell everybody his kid is good. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know he's a very likable guy. He said he had his nap yesterday, <laughs> pregame nap, and he said he had a dream that he was going to have sixteen fourth quarter points, and he had seventeen. <laughs> he, oh. said, he said, "Oh my!" While he was on the floor, he's like, "Oh, my dream's coming true." And he beat it. 
was 17 because he? he's that good. He's a, he's a shoe-free agent as well. Mm. Who wants him? Yeah, that's oh, right. He was man. wearing uh, Curry's last night, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was wearing Under some Under Armour. Oh, Steph man. loved it, yeah. yeah. And he was, he was asked about it yesterday. He said, well, I'm a free agent trying out shoes. <laughs> you know what the thing is about him is when he does sit on the bench, I get really antsy because I'm like, I don't want to – I can't not watch the Mavs because he's not on the court. Yeah. And, but I don't want to miss it when he comes back in. It's but you crazy. know what's funny about that? They're not garbage when he's off. No, I know they're this not. T- but the it's team like, is unbelievable when he's been off the floor. I, I know, I know. But it's still you just want to no, see him. No, it's not as magical. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's not must watch. We call them the mild stallions for a reason. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, but the, the other thing as well that I think still doesn't get enough credit. He's got some incredible court vision with his passes. Like he can hit a guy on the yeah. opposite side of the court in his spot. It's it, not. It, you're not going too far saying it is LeBron like. Yeah. It is. He has that Larry Bird sort of vision. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why mean, he's better than a lot of guys we're talking about in terms of passing. He is. Oh. And and some of these guys that are in their top ten in the top ten. Do you guys have him in your top ten? Can we get a confirmation? Yes. <laughs> um, well. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you can't put him in right now. I think he's right on the cusp. You're right about the KD, uh, you know, Steph injuries. If you, you remove Let's them, it's a still. lot easier. But it is. He I thought that is. Jimmy Butler is a fair, like, you know, comparison. Yeah. I mean, if he's you, a decade if, older. If we put the poll up, there is no doubt. You know, who's better, Luca or Jimmy Butler? I'm guessing ninety. 80 to, yeah, ninety yeah, percent are going to pick Luca. Um, and I'm not saying they're wrong, but I think it's a lot closer than maybe we're. Uh, you know, maybe even I'm making leaving you on. Well, I mean, I saw polls on Twitter. Who would you rather have, Giannis or Luka Doncic? Giannis is the reigning MVP, and he's balling, and people are still voting for Luka. So, I mean, yeah. if you're putting this out on Twitter, you're not getting an accurate response. <laughs> uh, but right. I, he's he's close enough. He's he's top ten to me, even if there's actually 14 guys ahead of him. Right, it, right, right, right. It proves he's winning on Twitter, though. He's winning in the highlight department, even over Giannis, who's dunking everything. Luka's got that. He's got that down so far. He, it's like Lee. He doesn't want to see the other Mavs play, but he's not going to turn it off because he wants to see Luca just come to the scorer's table. He wants to see that entrance, the high fives, the camaraderie. I do. He's, got that, he's got that sweet smile, too. He's happy. He loves playing basketball. He's a joyous person. It's great. I did yeah. like that he gave uh, Dorian Finney-Smith the shout-out like after the game because he had a great game. He yes. had a monster game for them. Uh, a lot of those set up from uh, Luca, and he was knocking down some shots. Did you see Mark Cuban as well? It was like oh, he was happy. <laughs> it was like a uh, it, it like it was like Luca was the guy in high school who was a couple of years above Cuban, and he was friends with him. And he was like, "Look, I'm cool. I'm friends with the cool kid. You know what I mean?" <laughs> I sort of do. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, man. I'm hanging out with this yeah, guy. Man, guy like- I know him. He knows me. It's cool. It's cool." <laughs> <laughs> Great, but, job. great job. <laughs> two days in a row, man. Uh, the thing is, though, like I, I don't know exactly how many national games they have this year, but next season the thirteen, Mavs, I believe, maybe remaining. Next maybe season 12. the Mavs will have I don't know forty, maybe. That's a good point. <laughs> no, you're. No, you're they're, I mean, they're going to have a ton. They, they are. They are. They're going to have a Christmas Day game. They're going to have opening night game, maybe. I mean, that sort of depends on who wins a championship. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I hear you. <laughs> the point is, it's like, okay, he's, this is the next guy who right. is, is going to drive TV rankings, in my opinion. And he's not even shooting a great percentage from three-point land. It's actually mm. below average, yeah, but who cares? He's very hard and like, again, yeah. shoot it. It, 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 he is, he's only shooting 30% or so. 31, yeah. It feels like he's shooting way better than that, but I guess mm. uh, he only hits the big ones. Good win there from the Mavs. Like I said, eight and five. And uh, yeah, let us know. Do you think Luca is a top ten player? Do you think he's top five? Maybe he's more in the top fifteen range. Let us know at No Dunks Inc. All right, next one, guys. Fill in the blank. The most impressive win from Monday night was blank. Minnesota Timberwolves in Utah. Yep. 
Wolves uh, over Jazz. Wolves over Jazz. First home loss for Utah. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves still without Andrew Wiggins. And Carl Anthony Towns, seven threes last night. That's what only you do tw- when you're uh, matched up with Rudy Gobert. Yes, only, Bring the big man out. That's, uh, a, that's a nightmare matchup for Rudy. Only 29 points, uh, but seven of those threes. And step backs and, and crucial ones too. Sort of put the game really in Minnesota's favor there because he was in foul trouble. Yeah. And he was hitting so he was hitting his own step backs as well. Oh, he was he, going all Luca on the hit, Jazz. Uh, he hit three consecutive threes yeah. in the fourth quarter. One was a bomb. Yep. And he... Uh, he Enjoyed let them it. know about it. Yeah, he gave him a little <laughs> stare. Uh, it's, that's, that's a good win from the Wolves. After losing 2-2 and still no Wiggins, mm-hmm. um, dealing with off-the-court issues uh, from his family. So, yeah, good win. 100% agree. Uh, Jeff Teague had a really good game. Jake Lehman went out. Like you said, there was no Wiggins. That's It's almost a bad loss for Utah as well. They had a lead in the fourth quarter, but Towns was incredible. It looked like he was melting down a little bit, wasn't getting calls, but then he started hitting the threes, caught on fire. Him pulling Rudy out allowed Jeff Teague to get in the yep. lane. Teague, maybe his best game of the season. That was a great win for the Timberwolves. Remember, Rudy Gobert cost Carl uh, Anthony Towns $32 million this past Ooh. season. If, if Towns had been the third center on the All-NBA squad, he would have had another $32 million coming his way, but mm. Rudy snagged that. Uh, so that would piss me off a little mm. bit. I'd want to have a good game against the guy that took my $32 million. And, uh, and it's the, it was the right, obviously, way to play. Uh, you know, play Gobert. Mm-hmm. Pull, if you can knock down the three, that's Rudy does not want to be out there on the perimeter. And he went at him a couple times too. And yes. Rudy got him once. Rudy, in a got, while. Rudy got him a real good one. Rudy got him once or twice, but Cat uh, mm-hmm. drove at him a few times, took the hit, and got it up over him off the glass and scored a couple times as well. That was a good game from him. Yeah, interesting. Towns didn't get a free throw at all last night. That's interesting that he didn't get at least one trip to the yeah, line. That's because well. uh, he was hanging out with the three point yeah, line. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Carl took 15 threes cool. and eight twos <laughs> uh, in this game. He said, yeah, come on out. And it helped. And a guy who was playing down the stretch was a guy by the name of Keelan mm. Martin. Yeah. A rook uh, that Carl Anthony Towns said in the postgame interview. He said, yeah, Wolves fans might look at this team, might look at Keelan Martin be like, who? Uh, but they believe in each other. And those photos that you saw before the season with Carl Anthony Towns and all his teammates, it's coming true. They like each other. And uh, Jeff Teague was awesome in this game as well. The Jazz just got to sometimes they don't score. And, then, well, yeah. and that's an issue, obviously. Uh, down the stretch, a couple now two games in a row, no baskets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, I, I don't know how that happened, really. But I guess sometimes Dono goes cold. He was 5 of 23, Donovan Mitchell was in this game. Yeah. I was going to say, it wasn't like the Wolves' defense was all that incredible. No. The Jazz were getting looks, half-decent looks in the fourth quarter. Um, but not knocking them down. That's definitely there's Achilles, uh, their Achilles heel. Okay, so that one, any other games that were impressive or, um, or everybody jumping on Wolves Jazz was the most impressive? We had a lot of blowouts early in the mm-hmm. night, uh, especially the early slate of games. There is a revenge factor theme yesterday, as, as you said about Carl Anthony Towns. Russell Westbrook wanted to get back at Damian Lillard for waving bye-bye <laughs> in his face uh, during the playoffs last year, and you know, Russell is now James Harden's sidekick, and they do it together, and uh, Dame is looking for uh, some help, and CJ McCollum was okay, but the Rockets, they continue to blow teams mm. out. This is not a joke. They've won eight in a row now, and uh, nobody wants to give them contender status. They want to wait to see what James Harden has in the postseason, and that's fair. That's, that's fair. Um, but I'm buying, I'm buying that they have the ability to do do it in the playoffs. They have all the tools, I think, even on the defensive end if they decide that they want to play basketball. Clint Capella came back, good for them, uh, good for him because of that, uh, that concussion issue. 
they've got enough, I, I think, uh, in the bag. It's it's a shallow team, but they're kicking they're kicking butt right now. Yeah, huh. it's just a matter of keeping Harden and Westbrook fresh for the postseason because when it comes to the postseason, teams play six or seven guys anyways. That's what the the Rockets are going to do. Mike D'Antoni is famous for having a super short rotation. So, you know, Harden has been doing a lot. He only scored a measly 36 last night, so his scoring average dropped. But they're rolling. They're rolling, and they're rolling from the start of the season, which I think is impressive, not waiting until January to try and figure things out. And they're sitting Russ games simply Mm -hmm. to to have him uh, fresh for the postseason. And I don't remember Russ doing this. Last year he missed nine games, but that's because he was hurt. The three years before that he played 80, 81, and 80. Only when he's hurt does he sit. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at it, his first five years he didn't miss a stinking game. Right. They're, they're setting him out one half of back-to-backs for the playoffs. They're one of those teams that, even though they're 11-3, and three, they could drop in the, in the standings like the Clippers uh, because they're going to lose regular season games because their stars are going to sit. But that's a good thing. If they're fresh in the playoffs... They've got the firepower, and when you look at the Clippers, they should be better, and the Lakers should be better. But I can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing what feels like the last opportunity for the Rockets in the playoffs. Um, Capella, fourth game, 20-plus rebounds. Why is Westbrook not stealing Capella's rebounds? (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) That's right? Yeah, that was stupid. That was always stupid to me. He's stealing rebounds from Steven Adams. (laughs) <laughs> no, well, where, so why why is Capella grabbing twenty plus rebounds? Maybe he's Capella just a doesn't let rebound. him have them. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, exactly. maybe he doesn't have the agreement in place. <laughs> exactly. I think that's. I don't think that's completely uh, far fetched. You read Seth Partnow on the Athletic. He says there's just more rebounds out there. It is it's true. Lots the way of they teams play, are. True. Lots of teams are str- strategizing to have the guard grab it off the board and bring it up. That's mm-hmm. what the Thunder did for years and years. That's not the case with the Rockets right now. Fair enough. Next one. Fill in the blank. Favorite play from last night was blank. Is an airballed free throw a play? <laughs> yep. Okay, in that case, Wendell Carter Jr. reacting to Giannis airballing yet another free throw. What is going on here? It's, it's strange that when he misses, he only misses with an airball. But Wendell Carter, enhancing his next Al Horford reputation, yep. just stares down Giannis, stares down the rim like, did that really happen? <laughs> But it's just uh, just more evidence that this guy is the next Al Horford. He does exactly what the team needs. He doesn't always take as many shots as he should, and he has hilarious free throw reactions. It all adds up. Right, Al Horford, uh, his famous free throw reactions were the flinch. Yes, uh, on a on a miss, like it was going to like take his head off, even though it was nowhere near him. That was <laughs> yeah, sort not of even his close. thing is to make the guys laugh on the bench, as, <laughs> as the story goes. I love the the modern day NBA overreacting to an air ball. It's very funny. When the defense, I, I like when an air ball, Carl Anthony Towns has done this to James Harden, an air ball goes way out of bounds on a, on a shot, not a free throw, and the defensive player does the, whoa, where did that go? Puts his, <laughs> puts his hand up to his eyebrows and seeking it out. I love that. I love that. That's great stuff. That is really good stuff. Uh, yeah, Wendell Carter Jr., is, he's a player. Uh, he had six points last night, and two of them were beauty alley-oops. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Six points. It's like he seems to be. I don't. I don't. Don't get me started on this. <laughs> Daniel Gafford was great last night. He was yeah. great until he it's wasn't playing late. Yeah, and yeah. until they put him on Giannis, everybody was trying to guard Giannis at the Kupo yesterday. It was gross. I think the Bulls. I think the Bulls make Giannis the angriest. 
He just seems angry against Chicago all the time. He's, he's red. Yeah. Huh? It goes back to that day when he uh, when he went through Mike Dunleavy Jr., you know. I think there's something uh, right, rivalry yeah. with Chicago there. It's uh, possible. Yeah. Uh, okay, what do you guys have for your play? Well, I don't know if you saw it. You probably would have seen it in the Raptors game uh, against Charlotte. It was a reasonably close game. They blew it open in the third. But uh, yeah. Norm Powell had a Dr. J-like finger roll last night. Yes. And it was one of those ones that almost like he jumped a little bit early and he just had this beautiful finish and it just uh, plopped up off the rim there and dropped in. It was just gorgeous. He's, he's, he's very, very athletic, Norm. He's been playing okay. but uh, he's, he's like hit or miss. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, like a great yeah, Norm game and he yeah. has like a horrible Norm yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we don't see too many of those out in transition where a guy goes for the just the, the real finger roll. No, you're right. Up. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, basically took off from the free throw line yeah. and just he just let it rip. Yeah, I mean, were, the Raptors were playing the beautiful game last yes, night. Yes, they were. Forty oh, assists, yes. I think they ended with franchise, franchise high. Holy moly, forty Marcus assists! Marcus had a beautiful one with Fred Van Vliet in the corner where it was just Fred went back to Mark and then Mark had a little no look drop off and Fred knocked it in and they, they, hey, right now as I was, I was going to tweet this last night, but I don't want to get too carried away. All right. okay. If the All Star game was today, is Fred Van Vliet an All Star? No. Ooh, wow, man. <laughs> He's, he's had a great season, man. He's a great player. Is he an all-star? I'd say no. Siakam definitely. But the guy's been unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Lowry's mean, injured, of course. Yeah, but Lowry's coming back. So yeah, I know. It. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, like right now, if you had to pick your all-star team, does Freddie make <laughs> I it? I don't think so. Starting, but I, I'd, have to, starting, through, I'd yeah. have to go through the East roster, I guess. But uh, I'm going to say he's no. He's about 18 and, and 8 I'm, on the I'm season. I'm a diehard FVP fan. 17 and yeah, seven and a half right now. Yeah. Do you um, bet on yourself? Do you live the mantra of bet on yourself? Hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> I'll take that as a no, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think you answered the question. <laughs> For all my stat heads out there, Fred Van Vliet shooting a higher three-point percentage than field goal percentage. You don't see that very often. Mm. He's shooting 38% from the floor. Hmm. Not good, but oh. uh, 39.5 from three-point land. Very good. Uh, my favorite play, I'm going to go with the Clippers-Thunder game. 222 to go. Clips up one. Ball goes to Montrez Harrell, sort of on the left side of the floor. He's got Adams on his back. Faces the rim, quick dribble, blow by baseline, and dunks it. Uh, with Adams challenging, Montrez Harrell was money down the stretch for the Clippers in a close game, back and forth game between the Thunder. Uh, Paul George, you know, he gets the headline because he had another good game. He hit the big three uh, to put them up, with, uh, you know, with less than 30 seconds to go. Beautiful play, great shot. He's balling, got the new shoulders. It's working. <laughs> but Montrez, they don't win that game without Montrez Harrell. He, he was awesome, um, again, down the stretch for the clip. So I just want to give that one a little love, show him a little love. Um, and, and, again, another another win for the Clips without Kawhi Leonard. Um, that's two now without Kawhi, who was out. Mm. Not load management. Yeah, not knee. load management. Yeah. It was a knee. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk about Coach's Challenge, but the Coach's Challenge won them the game. Not wrong. They used it in the last 10 seconds. There was a foul called... On the Clippers, they said, huh, Doctor said, yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. I don't want to do it, but let's do it. Uh, who's the assistant coach? He jumped up and went bonkers. Sam uh, Cassell? No, it wasn't no. Sammy. Uh, anyways, he went bonkers, got the call, turned it. Basically, two free throws went the other way. It was in a tie game. They won him the basketball game. It's working sometimes, guys. And Doc hates it. He's on the record saying he absolutely hates the coach's challenge, as most of the coaches do. Yeah, He likes winning, though. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Uh, all right, final one here, guys, for fill in the blank. Uh, in a video posted to his YouTube channel. Oh, it was Ty Lue. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was Ty Lue. Okay. I, I had, to, had to give Ty, Ty Lue 
almost had a vein convulsing in his brain yeah. as he, as he, <laughs> he jumped up and made it happen. In a video posted to his YouTube channel Monday night, Carmelo Anthony spoke publicly for the first time since agreeing to a non-guaranteed contract with the Blazers. Melo said he always viewed Portland as a potential suitor, that a deal came together very fast, and it appears to be, quote, a perfect opportunity, end quote. There are rumors that Melo might play tonight versus the Pelicans. Guys, if he does, I want you to fill in the blank. Melo's Blazers debut will be blank. Voluminous. I think he's going to get shots. <laughs> the volume of shots will be high tonight. Okay. I think he's going to let her rip because uh, Dame is fatigued right now. Uh, he's only shot, look at his last five games, all under 20 shots. That's not Dame-like. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something going on there. I think he's just gassed uh, this part of the season. He's had to carry the team. So somebody else is going to get shots. Melo's going to get that ball on his fingertips and let her rip. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Surprisingly robust. Okay. <laughs> Playing against the Pelicans, they play fast and they don't play any defense, so mm. nobody's going to care if Carmelo Anthony plays defense. they got to see what he's still got. So just let him go crazy, like you're saying, Tass. After his 60-point game, Damian Lillard's at about 33% from the field. I'm telling you right now, this is a Dave DeFore stat. I can't vouch for it. <laughs> you know what happened last time? Yep. I got burned on the 15-19, yep. but I'm going to trust him here. I'm going to trust Dave DeFore of the Daily Ding. Lillard needs a little help. Let Melo shoot. See what he can do. Nobody cares if you're trying to get a stop. The Pelicans are like 27th in defense. The Blazers are 22nd in defense. They're both top 10 in pace. Let it rip. How, how, many, how many shot attempts are we talking about? 69. <laughs> 15. Yeah, I, th- I think he gets in the teens somewhere. That's a lot. It's not a coincidence that he's starting his season against the Pelicans. As you said, a bad defensive team. It's not a coincidence that they would put him out against a bad team to get, get the feel on the flow as opposed to playing the Spurs or the Rockets, sure. who they had on the schedule before, after they signed him. Mm. Second night of a back-to-back, too. Take up some minutes, take up some shots. All mm. right. Oh, yeah, okay, so we're setting the line. I like that. 15 and a half field goal oh, attempts. High. That's a high line. I'll take the well, over, I, over on it, actually. Wow. I think he's just going to let it fly, in man. The, Why in, not? In the 10 games he played for the, uh, the Rockets last year, he had two games where he shot over 15 times, mm-hmm. another one where he shot 14. He had some actually good games when you look back at his line for those 10 games. Shot 8 of 18 in one game, 9 of 17, 8 of 14, 9 of 12, and then he had some stinkers. That was the thing. He either had those really solid games or he had mm-hmm. like the classic like one for 11s. I think that was the last game, actually, before he got let go. All right, so you let, you're, you're with these guys. You think we're going to see... Uh, Melo, get those shots tonight. Will why they not? fall? Yeah, why not? I mean... Twitter's going to be going crazy. Well, that's what I was going to say for the Phil and Blank. This, this might be the most watched game of all season so far because Melo's got that... Oh, well, I don't know if I'm trying to go that far. Well, Melo's got uh, that... Ratings are down. Melo's <laughs> got that draw, though, that, like, like he's yeah. polarizing. He, he, people... Fans of Melo are almost like fans of Kobe where they just think Melo, you know, he's, he's one of the greatest we've ever seen. Right. Whereas... Other people are like, Melo's a great scorer, you know, but he's not in that super elite category by any means. He's going to the Hall of Fame, but uh, he's not like a LeBron or a Duran or anyone like that. But his fans are very, very loyal to him, like Derek Rose's fans. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, that's the thing. People think Melo deserves to be back in the league and deserves to be on a team where yep. he has a big role. And players included. Yeah, he's Player very popular amongst the players. Yeah, so, so you, you know the tweets are going to be but, flying from other players. You know, it's interesting, though, players. like... Since it got announced that he was signing with the Blazers, every single article, even when Woj wrote it, was like, hey, the Blazers are like, oh, well, we got nothing else. Why not? We may as well just yeah. try this guy. If you're Melo and his team, there's not been anyone's going, well, Melo could actually really, uh, you know, turn, the, turn this team around. It's always, it's always been like, 
Yeah, I mean, they're desperate. <laughs> they're desperate. You may as well take a shot at him. No one else wants him. Like, it's not very encouraging. No. It's kind of like when uh, Tass brought in a lunch and we're like, what you got today? He's like, beans and an egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot about it, but it's there. It's a it's lunch. It's filling you up. Yeah. It's a lot of protein. <laughs> got to fill that stomach somehow. And honestly, beans and an egg, it's a great combination. Maybe this works out. <laughs> yeah, the, the poll question today, are beans and an egg more reliable than Carmelo Anthony? I'd say yes. I thought, uh, did you guys watch the YouTube clip that, that was going around? Yeah, I watched it. I thought the most interesting thing from it was Melo, he revealed that the Blazers wanted him to join the team immediately. This goes maybe to what you were talking about, Tass, which is interesting. Like, maybe, he, he says they wanted him to get there right away, but he asked for a few days to sort of clear his head and get his, his, his mind right, get sort of back into that idea of uh, mm-hmm. playing in the NBA. Yeah, thought that was a little interesting. He said, quote, there's a big difference in training while you're waiting. And training once you get the call and saying, okay, we want to do this, which is probably true. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. And I can see him wanting to do it on the road because when Melo plays his first game in Portland, I think it's going to be it's going to be a huge event having him back. And if that was his very first game, uh, maybe it's just a little bit overwhelming for having been out of the year, out of the league for a year. You think back to when Porzingis came to New York, it was like. It was the Super Bowl for yeah, New York, yeah. right? So it's like the team is just super energized because something new is happening. Something more more than just the game is at foot. And so mm-hmm. Melo returning after a year break, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. It, to do it on the road may be a little bit easier. We will see. All right, let's get uh, into the up-down report. But first, Lee wants to talk shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? The ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags, Trey. Mm. Christmas is just around the corner, so if you guys are wondering what to get me, how about a nice new pair of Jordan 2s, Iverson 5s, or even some classic New Balance Worthy Expresses? I've checked. They are all available. So I'll leave it up to you to decide which (laughs) ones you want to get me. Or you can get all three. It's your decision. So if you went in on the hype, check out StockX.com slash B-Ball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com slash B-Ball. Check it out today. And I'm a size 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you, uh, you offered up three pairs of shoes there you yes. wanted us to buy. So I guess the three of us will decide which who's buying which. Yeah, exactly pair. right. Well, we'll get you like, laced for 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trey, you take the Jordans. Uh, Tash, you take the Iversons. And, uh, what do you, you want the New Balance Worthy yeah. Express. Okay, and I, have had, I have had all three in the past. That's why I'm an expert <laughs> on those shoes. <laughs> okay. Okay, shoe man. Those worthies. Okay, John, shoe man. Those worthies look like bricks. But yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, James Worthy, Worthy was my favorite player there for a while. And, uh, you know, I've got that poster, the Worthy Express, you yep. know, with the New Balance. Yep. We'll have it up here in the studio. Great to play in. Right. New Balance makes great shoes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> to the Uptown Report. People with flexible thumb are socially active and adaptable and are always open to new thoughts and ideas. But I feel you the thumbs. It's the Uptown Report. <laughs> As yesterday, the NBA fined Sacramento Kings guard Buddy Heal $25,000 for kicking the game ball into the stands. The incident occurred at the conclusion of the Kings' 100-99 victory over the Celtics on Sunday. Yes, it was a happy kick. <laughs> Guys, are you up or down on Buddy being fined twenty-five k for the celebratory kick? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, Majorly down. What? This is not the NFL. We should be able to celebrate with a happy kick. I have it in my notes. Happy kick. Lighten up, boomers. The guy was celebrating a surprise win. The ball kind of just bounced right in front of him. He was in stride. Just let it rip. Boop. Nobody got hit. It's fine. Yeah. 
Should you ever a... should you ever kick a basketball? Well, that, Kelly, yeah, Dwyer, no. Kelly Dwyer lives by that rule. I'm 100. percent I'm 100 with that. The ball is a sacred thing. You <laughs> yeah. don't kick it. You yeah. just don't yeah. kick a basketball. It's one of those things. Yeah. Hands only. He did hoof it, by the Hands way. Yeah. <laughs> he hoofed it. Hands only, baby. Yeah, you just got to be careful. I mean, because a ball bonks you in the head, it can really uh, do some. Yeah, it went into the stands. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I think. I think the NBA's just got to be saying, like, I know it was I a know. great moment, <laughs> but we can't allow it for celebrationary kicks. We've got to ding everyone for kicking the ball into right. the stands. You can okay? still knock somebody unconscious, exactly. even if it was a happy kick. Yeah, happy yeah. kick or angry kick, it could still knock somebody yeah. out if they're not looking. I guess. I don't know. I'm sort of with Trey on this yeah. one. Yeah, no, no, morally, yes, of course, it's a celebration, but. The problem is if you allow it, then people will just say, well, you let Buddy Hill get away with it. Now you can't let me. I mean, That'd I'm be great. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine if one player kicked a ball after a game? And that would be crazy. If it happens then twice, guy, no way. If a guy gets ejected and he boots it, he'd say, I was celebrating getting ejected. And I kicked it. Oh, right, 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 right. I was happy. Yeah. I didn't want to play anymore. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah you got to smile before you kick it, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because Tracy McGrady and Chuck Person were angry. But if you've got a big smile on your face, oh, we can't find a happy guy. Can we? Uh, coach least. throws a challenge flag. They're like, look at his face. Was he, was he grinning? Was he grinning? Then he's got to stay in. It's fine. All right, next one. This Saturday, the Memphis Grizzlies are going to wear the iconic teal Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys when they host the Lakers. Grizzlies played in Vancouver, British Columbia from 95 to 2001 before moving to Tennessee. Guys, are you up or down on the Grizzlies wearing Vancouver throwbacks? I'm down. It's just rubbing it in their face, I think, a little bit. Do you remember the time when we stole your basketball team? Woo! Yeah, do you remember? Remember? But isn't that a little bit of a, uh, you know, tribute to them to say, hey, we haven't forgotten you guys? <laughs> yeah, you I know? guess. I, I mean, th- I like the jerseys. Yeah, the, the, the jerseys, are the jerseys look awesome. John yeah. Morant looks great in it. Yeah. Are, are they going to use the old, I think they are using the old court There's going to be a throwback yeah. court as yeah. well. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a, a little bit more of a dig to the actual court. Gas <laughs> <laughs> does not like it. This is why we're asking this. David Stern fans. doesn't like it either. He thinks there should be a team back in, in Vancouver. Get it back there. Yeah, people would hate it if the Thunder wore Seattle Supersonics jerseys. And, I mean, it's yep. a slightly different scenario, but not totally. Are they going to have everybody in the stands has to wear, like, a Roberto Luongo Vancouver Canucks jersey? I don't know. If they're really going throwback, do you have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to go super Vancouver with it? Feels a little bit like stolen valor. Um, but I'm happy to see him back with, the, like, right. the cool designs on the trim and that kind of stuff, the teal. Everybody loves the jersey itself, but the idea of maybe Memphis wearing it. Exactly. And is, it's not an anniversary of anything. It's like well, yeah, the yeah. Grizzlies started in 95, right? They moved in 2001. Years-wise, this is not adding well, up it, to it's me. Well, it's a 25th anniversary of the franchise, like the Raptors. And it's is going it? Yes. And then yeah, next year the they're, they're going to wear a Memphis version um, for the 20th anniversary of being in Memphis. Because <laughs> start in 95 and end the 2020 Yeah, it's the Raps are doing the same thing, yeah. Start in it's 95. the 25th season of basketball. Yeah, yeah, and in 2020. That's why they're doing it. To be honest with you, years don't make sense to me. When, no. I, when I'm counting them up, because I'm oh, like 95 to 20, that does add up to 25, <laughs> but you finished playing the season in 96 to 20 is 24. But you're going to end this season in 20. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real birthday situation, too, you know? (laughs) It's so true. Uh, (laughs) true. (laughs) All right, next one. (laughs) Finally, guys, why – well, not finally. We got two here. Why did D'Angelo Russell choose the Warriors over the Wolves this past offseason? The weather, apparently. D'Angelo Russell told Chris Hine of the Star Tribune, quote, I did my first winter in New York, and that was tough. So to get the opportunity to go somewhere where it's warm again, I think that played a major part in my plan – 
end quote on that. Up or down? On D'Angelo's, what I'm calling brutal honesty here about why he uh, sort of leaned towards choosing the Warriors over the Wolves. The weather. I would rather live in San Francisco than Minnesota if I was, had the choice. Hey, hey, have you been to Minnesota? No. Okay. <laughs> but okay, I've been to San Francisco. He's talked about it before. He doesn't want to go to Minnesota. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like, why not? Uh, you, you need $117 million to live in San Francisco, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you would get a lot more bang for your buck in Minnesota, but um, one of those things, if you have, you know, the choice. Because the Wolves tried to work a sign and trade to get him and weren't able to do it, and then the, then the Warriors were. So he might not have had too much say if, uh, you know, if things had been yeah, yeah, figured yeah. out a little bit earlier. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, San Francisco is one of those cities, man. I'd move there. All right. So you like it. What about you guys? <laughs> D'Angelo Russell's just like us. I like it. Stalin like it. These are things that we would say to our, our loved ones when we're making a decision. Yeah. Yeah. You got to factor in everything. It's not just playing basketball. Uh, if you have grown up not having or if you've grown up with winters and then you move to a place that doesn't have a harsh winter, you're like, what was I doing? What was I doing for the first 30 years of yeah. my life? So apparently he grew up uh, in Kentucky, finished his high school career in Florida, then went to Ohio State for a year, L.A., got yep. back into the summers, yep. and then he had a New York winter, and he's like, this sucks. This really, really sucks. Uh, I mean, there's surely a winter in San Francisco, but not as harsh as Minnesota, mm, no, that's no, for no. sure. No, all right. Yeah, he's being, uh, being very, very honest about it. you got to respect that. And he might end up in Minnesota at the end of the day. That's <laughs> right, yeah. So, who knows? All right, final one. Comedian Dave Chappelle was at the Lakers practice on Monday, shooting some shots, taking a few photos, talking to the team. Coach Frank Vogel called Chappelle the greatest stand-up comedian of all time. But then went on to say his favorite Chappelle bit was his cameo in The Nutty Professor. <laughs> Those are two things he said. <laughs> The question, though, are you up or down on the Nutty Professor? You remember the movie, Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, what is he, Mr. Clump? Sherman. Yeah. Sherman Clumps. Clump. Is it Clump or Clumps? I guess he's Clump. He is. He plays a bunch of Clumps. He is a Clump, yeah. and then the family is the Clumps, and he plays a lot of them. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't uh, the yeah. second one called The Clumps? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think they made a, they made a Christmas-themed <laughs> so, yeah. one, right? Like Christmas with the Clumps or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Eddie Murphy's a little bit of a, of a Mike Myers. He loves to get into prosthetic makeup. And I'm up on the Nutty Professor. I went back and watched the Chris Matthews fart scene where they're all sitting around the table just, just <laughs> farted up at dinner like crazy. That's still funny. You know what? It does. It does. It looks awesome. Like, the makeup looks awesome. Like, they did uh, yeah. a great job on it. Uh, uh, yeah. But I don't really... I don't know if they took home the Academy Award that year, but much deserved. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you would love this movie. Like. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say I love it. I went well, you to love sin- Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, There's uh, yeah, a similar yeah. vibe to this. Yeah, there, there is. Um, I, I, went, I, I do remember seeing it in the cinema, yeah. actually. I went and saw it because I was a big Eddie Murphy fan. Uh, but, um, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was just a weird movie, you know. <laughs> Eddie peaked at Coming to America, and he really struggled after that. <laughs> right? <laughs> he didn't like... Uh, Bowfinger? Wasn't he in Bowfinger? Bowfinger? I don't remember that one. Yeah, I remember the, the, the one worst with, um, one is a uh, Dave. You ever seen that one? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Like, uh, he's like the robot guy or whatever. What's the one he's with like Halle Berry? Guy. Isn't that that one? Wait, I thought... Is that, is that what that's called? I thought Dave was a, like a president. Dave movie. is oh. uh, Kevin Klein as the Kevin Klein, right? president lookalike. Yeah. Oh, what am I thinking? What's the Eddie Murphy movie where he like lives inside like... Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Meet Dave. I think it's called okay, Meet, Meet Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah. 
Is that part of the Dave universe? It's hard to tell. It's called Meet Dave. What a stupid name. Oh, Has anyone goodness. seen uh, My Name is Dolomite? No. Uh, I've heard it's great. It's great. It's really good. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Tess, did you ever see Nutty Professor? I think so. Mid-90s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched I, I got some of the clumps in me, yeah. <laughs> I watched them. It's all, it's all the beans and eggs you're eating. Mm-hmm. That's why you got the clumps in you. Yeah, yeah. That was a great scene. I do remember that dinner scene. Yeah, that's where Chappelle is, right? He's playing the stand-up comedian. He's playing uh, mm. Reggie Warrington. Reggie, or, yeah, yeah. Reggie Warrington Jr. Just yeah. insulting. And, and we watched it before the show. Just getting some lines off, but I don't know if you would pick uh, uh, him doing a bit in a movie as the best stand-up yeah. bit he's ever done. Have you seen the Chappelle show? He does some best there. <laughs> what were you going to say, J.D.? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. That was great. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't, you don't, you don't count that. I don't think Lee counts it. No, that's fine. That's fine. They, they were good movies. Yeah, he played that role well. But uh, <laughs> do you remember Boomerang? Where it's just about him, like chicks, just all in love with him, and you know, yeah, I remember to, it yeah, till yeah. the end of the road, boys to men. Yeah, exactly. Soundtrack. And he ended up, you know, <laughs> with Halle Berry. Like, yeah, yeah, great. He wrote that himself. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all we have to do, I'll write my own movie too. <laughs> Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night. Uh, I know a lot of people were suggesting that I should give it to the Sacramento Kings, who did one of their classic, like, threads, uh, where they were trying to give every NBA team uh, their Disney Plus character. It's really well done. Uh, You got to go check it out. But it's obviously, like, you know, 29, 30 tweets. Um, so I'm not going to give it to that. I thought this tweet was interesting because I, wa- I like the question coming off of it. At Chris Palmer NBA tweeted, it's very clear Kawhi will never win MVP. He simply won't be able to play in enough games. He hasn't played both games of a back-to-back in two and a half years, and he likely never will again. Okay, possibly true. Um, you know, his point being, despite how talented he is and how amazing he is, he just won't really ever hit that threshold of whatever games you got to play, let's call it, you know, 70, uh, to really be in the MVP conversation. Made me think, will Kawhi, is it possible Kawhi will end his career as the greatest player to never win MVP if this were to hold and he doesn't win one? It's possible. I think it is possible. Mm. Like, who else? There's, I mean, okay, Chris Paul is going to be in the mix. Isaiah Thomas is going to be in the mix. There's better than Chris Paul. Um, Scotty Pippen. Clyde Drexler. Dwayne Wade. Jerry West never won yeah. Dwayne Wade's MVP, a good one. I don't believe. Yeah. Uh, an actual one, yeah. regular season MVP. Jay Kidd. Kawhi sounds like he still might be above all those guys. No? Oh, yeah. Not yet I mean, yeah, it's, it's close. He's well, just, okay, he's if he was Wade, I mean, Wade's got three titles and a finals MVP. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, I mean, Dwayne Wade could Dwayne have won Wade, MVPs. Dwayne like, Wade's, he could have won MVPs. Yeah. He's had seasons like 08, 09. He was really, really good. Isaiah, I think, is a good one, too. Yeah. It just... Uh, I always think Dwayne Wade won one in my yeah, head. That's, you would yeah, think he would. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Won a scoring title. Um, yeah, that's right. Those those are good. Those are good. Okay. Yeah. Fun question. Lee, got anyone else to add to the mix? Uh, You're thinking hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the older guys. Uh, Havlicek, throw him in there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Hondo. Interesting question, because I, I do think if Kawhi said, you know what, I want to win MVP this year, I think he could go out and probably do it, but he, he's, he, he clearly does, doesn't. He does not care, no. no. Um, but, I mean, if he won a third title and was a finals MVP, 
for three different franchises. <laughs> and some of these franchises that we're talking about, you know, okay, take the Spurs off the table. Mm-hmm. They you know, obviously had a ton of success, but the Raptors and then the Clippers for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. But, but Wade's, Wade's going to call and some of those other guys we listed too. Well, he's going to be right there. It's very, very close. But I don't think he will win an MVP. I think that's a pretty good tweet there from Chris. All right. Let's get to the pick and results from Monday night. Guys, let's play a, a drinking game real quick. Every time I say app, you got to drink. This segment okay. is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet, like the one I made with my wife that I'll be back in Atlanta in two, three weeks max. <laughs> but Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and way more. We are very excited to be working with Cash App to support the American Civil Liberties Union. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, that's one word, NODUNKS, not only will you instantly receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU, an amazing organization near and dear to our hearts, it's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every single person in the United States. Don't forget, promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store and Google Play Store today. I oh. am drunk. I need a pee. <laughs> All right, Monday night's results. It was the Celtics Suns game. I'm surprised, uh, actually, no one took that for most impressive win of the night. That mm-hmm. was a good win mm-hmm. uh, from the Celtics, uh, going against a, a scrappy Suns bunch in Phoenix. Um, but the Celtics got it done. Had a big second quarter, held on to that lead. They won. Suns were favored in this game, as we talked about yesterday. So that's a win for Tass and I, taking the Celtics. Trey and Lee with the loss, taking Phoenix. Here's our records for November. I'm 7 and 5. Lee and Tass, six and six. Trey, five and seven. Tonight's game, what do we got? It's that Carmelo Anthony bowl. Carmelo Anthony making his debut for the Portland Trailblazers going into New Orleans. Blazers are favored by three and a half in this one, so they got to win by four if you're taking the Blazers like I am. I don't, um, don't believe in the Pelicans to win two in a row. They're up and they're down. They're coming off a win. Even though this is a back-to-back for the Portland Trailblazers, I'm taking the Blaze. I'm just going to take the points at home. Give me the Pelicans. Uh, I've been overthinking it, I think. Whatever. Yeah, the the Blazers Blazers look a little gassed right now. Drew Holiday's been playing well. I'll take the Pels. I'm with Tassie once again. I'm taking the Blazers. We're gonna. This is the exact opposite of what happened last year, where Melo got all the blame for the Rockets. Poor start. Exact opposite's gonna happen this year. Horrible start from the Blazers. Melo's coming in. Whether or not he even actually really contributes all that much, I think the Blazers are gonna slowly get it going, and then he's gonna get all the credit. So I am going with uh, the Blazers favored by three and a half. Good luck to everyone, guys. That's it for today's show. Thanks so much for joining us. We don't ask for much here, I believe. But if you guys would rate and review the No Dunks podcast via iTunes, that would be awesome. Five stars only. Leave those reviews. Really appreciate it. And don't forget to check out the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Count the dings. Back to back. Tampering. There's over a dozen team-specific shows featuring a number of your favorite athletic reporters. So go check that out. If you're not a member of the Athletic, you want to get in? You can get all of our podcasts ad-free so you don't have to hear us go... 
plus the best sports writing in the world. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And whatever. Brace the day, people. You could stay.